No, we're back again. I think that last week we did talk about introducing a lot. Would you say I'd say that we really covered what to do when you want to first say something to someone, right? I feel like that is what we did. Yeah. I think we should take a different route this week, man. And instead of like the first kindest thing to say to them this week, mm. I think we should think of the absolute meanest insult mm. that we could possibly give them off the bat. You know, I can get on board with that. You know, there's a lot of times in life that someone really gets on your nerves and you just got to absolutely destroy them in the best way possible. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to show everybody the best possible insults. Really, all these insults we're going to lay out today, there is no coming back from. Uh, all of them are checkmate. Everyone to check their weather. There's going to be a flash fire soon because it, we're coming in hot. Oh, wow, true. Yeah. All right. You know what, Vinny? After that great introduction, why don't you kick us off? What's the first one you got? I think it's pretty devastating, if you ask me. If um, someone came up to me and just without context, they called me a nincompoop. I would feel pretty terrible about myself. It hasn't been used often in society, but I definitely would feel degraded after that. You know, that one hits hard too, because when I hear nincompoop, I don't think I've been called a nincompoop since I was like six or seven years old. And that's when I was by far the most annoying. So when I hear nincompoop, it's like, oh man, I must really be bothering this person. It has the word poop in it. It essentially means you're shit. You are shit. So... It's definitely one of those that I, I, I can't come back from and I have to yeah. recuperate. The entire day is lost. And I mean, poop is one thing, but to proceed it with nincom, I don't yeah. know what that means, but it sounds absolutely devastating. So brutal one to lead us off anyway. What do you got to hit an evil person with? All right. So Vinny, with my insults, again, mm. as we know, the point of this podcast is to help people. So I want to give people the best insult for any situation. The first one is to really throw people for a twist and throw them an insult that they really need to think about the meaning of. So what I had in mind was, I feel like it's never impossible to not underestimate you, you know? Right. So Vinny, even when I came up with it, my brain was like that SpongeBob episode where it's inside SpongeBob's brain and it's just a million little SpongeBob's running around and everything is on fire and it's sheer chaos and his brain snaps in half. That was me trying to figure out the meaning to my own phrase. But when you break it down, it's never impossible to not underestimate you. So if you could not underestimate somebody, that means your expectations of them are so low that no matter what they do, it's not an underestimation. So that's a diss. So if you said it's um, impossible to not underestimate somebody, that negates the diss and that becomes a good thing, but it's never impossible to not underestimate somebody. That negates the negation of the diss. But Vinny, when I said that, I saw your eyes shoot up, which is what humans do when their gears are turning, when they're just really thinking about something. What's really satisfying about this diss is you can say it and then you can just sit back and watch the watch their eyes shoot up and back and forth as the gears in their mind are turning, as they are trying to solve all the equations involved. Man, I don't think it, by the time they process and do get to the reply, you could have left. <laughs> That's so true. By the time they figure out what you said, you're gone. And so then they finally figured out, but then they can't come back because you're not even in front of their face anymore. You're already gone. Now, Vinny, what do we got as your second insult? A second insult. It derives from pirates, believe it or not. Mm. It was first used on a boat, probably. I want to say that it was never used on land until, you know, someone went on land and said it. Of course. Uh, It's very different. I'm going to just say this now because two words are very close here in definition, but they're very different in context. Okay. The insult here is scallywag, Brian. A oh. scallywag's not great. 
But don't get it confused with the same definition in rascal. If you're a rascal, that's pretty cool. You know, you're a little a little kid. You're probably a brat, but you're learning. Yeah. But if you're a scallywag, you're probably a piece of shit. So what age range does scallywag apply to then? If rascal is for a kid? Rascal, I would say zero to 16. Okay. And then there's like a 16U tournament for, you know, rascal of the year, obviously. Is it really? Yeah. So they do have a tournament. I believe it's in Hartford, Connecticut every year, but they don't have an award for scallywag of the year. Not to throw your brain for a loop here. It's going to be a little bit of a curveball. But what if someone calls a nine-year-old a scallywag rather than a rascal? I believe that there's some laws written. So they would probably be arrested for three years and get cocaine charges added to their charge. Because I think that's the law. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's in the law, like... They'll be charged with cocaine use and dealing if they are caught calling a nine-year-old a scallywag. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Rascal of the year. You know, I f- now I'm a little disappointed I wasn't nominated for that. How do you get like nominated for that? So, yeah, it is once, you know, a lifetime because we're all 16 once. Uh, I haven't met anybody that has been 16 multiple times yet. But as of right now, 16 only happens once. So it, when you're 16, you actually got to enter a Rascal tournament. Okay. They take place in each county, in each state, and it starts out as a county thing, and then it goes into state. Then they just head-on-head competitions, and we try to get Rascal of the Year. I see. That's interesting you haven't met anyone that's been 16 more than once, because honestly, I was 16, like, I think I actually set the record. It was like 365 consecutive days. Holy crap. I think I tied the world record. I Man, I really thought I was going to get it, but right on that 365th day, I was like, fuck, I was so close, but now I'm 17. I needed a leap year. I was begging for a leap and didn't get it <laughs> we could blame the calendar creators for that yeah but thankfully actually believe it or not nobody on this planet has ever been 16 during a leap year so therefore the record is still 365 therefore i am the co-world record holder just with like yeah. every other human being on this planet there hasn't been a back-to-back champ yet so i guess you could try going back into the league but it might be a little bit late unless you're not are you not 16 right at the moment now I don't even have a six in my entire age. I'm 24. Oh, that's annoying. I'm sorry. I was actually remember being really upset on my 17th birthday because I knew like I'm never going to be a rascal ever again. Yeah. If a scallywag came up to you, give me like what you would call them back. Yeah. I mean, this is actually a perfect transition. If someone called me a scallywag, I would just Mm -hmm. go down the sheer aggression route. This is something no rhyme or reason to it. Just an absolutely devastating phrase. I would just call someone a smooth-brained nematode. I, there's a lot to unpack. There's- there is. <laughs> now, as you know, Vinny, you probably know the human brain does have wrinkles in it, which is very necessary for something that as a psychology major, I should know. But admittedly, I don't. It's probably raising its eyebrows and, and it's just wrinkling. You're right. So if you're smooth brain, your brain just has no emotions. You as a human can still have emotions because you're going to feel the devastation of that insult. But your brain itself feels no emotions and therefore everyone hates your brain and our brains control us. Therefore, everyone hates you. So that's now the new meaning of smooth brained. I think that makes sense. And then a nematode, that's just it's something you don't expect. It's not something you hear in everyday diction. But who likes nematodes? No one especially in SpongeBob when they like drank his house or something like that. That's two SpongeBob references for both my insults so far. That was not intentional. That's just, I just realized that right now. I'm pretty sure nematodes and geese were responsible for the terrorist attack in 1996. Oh, not the one we talked about in our last podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that nematodes were the, they were like part of the Axis powers, if we're going to call the geese the Axis powers here. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of like a friendship. Who won that, that war? I'm pretty sure the camel still came out on top. 
Oh, it was against the camels. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the otters helped a little bit in the sea, but the camels ended up taking, you know, the land. Yeah. The otters have a crazy navy. They <laughs> are very experienced there. Camels are definitely skilled on land. And then if I remember correctly, there may have been some ospreys involved. Which I think is, I think an osprey might also be the name of a military jet. That's probably how they got the name. They named it after the 1986 war where the ospreys were just patrolling the air. It was ospreys versus emus. And shout out to emus. They did their best, yeah. but they can't fly. They're just too big. They can't yeah. get off the ground. So the air bombing and the air raiding from the ospreys did end that war. Yeah, let me paint a scenario for you for this okay. third insult. Somebody, they walked into okay. your house. They took a glass of orange juice. They poured it on your carpets. They looked at you and they said, orange, you're going to clean that up. And then they start to run away, but you grab them by the arm. And what do you say to them? I would say you are such an unlicked cub. And now let me explain <laughs> what it means. Okay. I would just stare him in the eyes. No blinking. You're an unlicked cub. And that basically means you're just a youthful bastard who has not been taught manners. You never been raised right. Your mother didn't lick you. Yeah. You're an unlicked cub. Yeah. That's a brutal one too, because everyone knows that, especially during the developmental years of your life. If you're if your parents aren't licking you, you're screwed. It's like if your parents never like hug you or never even talk to you. If they don't lick you, how are you supposed to function in society? The last thing I want to be in society is an unlicked cub. I don't I don't want to be unlicked, Brian. I can't imagine. I want to be licked all over. Yeah. I would imagine that person in that situation then would probably just not say anything, sigh, look down, grab some paper towels, carpet cleaner, and clean it up immediately, look at you and be like, I'm so sorry. I was out of line. And then just walk away. Then I would say, aren't you glad you're cleaning that up? And that yeah. would be the end of the situation. What's good about this is all the other orange juice burglar bandits out there, they're going to hear of this. They're going to hear word and they're going to be like, yeah, we cannot go dump orange juice on that guy's carpet. Otherwise, you're going to get mentally destroyed. Problem that is not discussed enough this year, Brian, is all those people dumping orange juice on carpets. Yeah, Vinny, I'm pretty sure it's actually the leading cause of death amongst carpets. Because do you know how acidic that is? Unless you're getting the low acid orange juice, which I imagine these guys are not. Yeah. Like, they're probably getting the, some pulp orange juice, like animals. But yeah, the pH of orange juice is... I think it's a negative number. Does that make the... Ah, who cares? I think negative's acidic and the other one's basic or falsic. I don't know. There's terms. Basic. Actually, I, I feel like I would rather be acidic than basic. Basic is boring. What would you call a basic bitch that just insulted you, Brian? And bitch could be man or woman. I just want to clarify, bitch is anybody. A basic bitch. See, all right. That's going to lead me into another situation here because especially if a basic bitch just insults me, you're going to want to give them something that starts to sound like a compliment, but then turns into a diss. So it really throws them for a loop. So for instance, I would probably hit them with, I love the way you did your hair. How'd you get it to come out of your nose like that? That's genius. Right? Because they're going to be like, oh, my hair. Yeah, thank you. And then be like, hey, wait a second. I didn't intentionally make hairs come out of my nose. And no one wants hairs coming out of their nose. Except, you know, the fact that we need to have hairs coming out of our nose. But no one wants it to be obviously visible. You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was just about to say hairs in your nose is an essential, you know, thing for humans. We do. I love the hairs in my nose. I named them each, actually. Really? But they don't stick out. They just stay in. They're, they're home all the time. They don't go out. They're yeah. homebodies. Yeah. They like hanging out with each other, man. They're all friends. Do they have like a democracy? Like, is there like one nose hair that's like the president or something? No, they're all equal. It is a communistic environment in there. Really? But they're all happy. They're all happily in a communistic environment. Okay. They're all willing to be equal. Yeah, I mean, as long as it works. As long as it works for you. Yeah. I haven't looked into my nostrils 
too deeply, which come to think of it, like, I probably should. Who the hell knows what kind of colony is going on in there? Yeah. But I hope everything is calm. But I mean, sometimes I do, like, really need to blow my nose. So I would imagine that's probably when just chaos is being wreaked in my nose. So. Yeah. I've had had a few, like, run-ins with some strays. Like, I think the one I remember the most is Philandre, and I named um, him that specifically, yeah. but... He actually got stuck trying to escape and I had to yank him out. His leg got caught. Yeah. And I ended up crying when he escaped. I had tears rolled down my eyes. It all hurt. Yeah, no, I remember reading about that, actually. I was at work and I got a CNN alert that Philandre was just ripped away from his home and that tears were being shed. And yeah, I didn't realize it was your nose at the time, but I don't know how I didn't put two and two together, honestly. How is Philandre doing right now? I think he moved to New Mexico, but I, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him since, but last I saw him, he got on a plane to New Mexico. I yeah. believe he was going to lick a cactus, but I don't know. Lick a cactus. So it, I guess yeah. he's in, he's not looking for another nose to live in. He just wants to lick cacti. Yeah, and not even cubs. He just wants to lick cacti. Yeah. And I don't really get the point behind it. Maybe it's baby cacti. The cacti, cactus cubs. Cactus cubs, yeah, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, cactuses need to be licked too. And because of their thorns, I feel like they don't get nearly enough licking. People think they look rough. They look rough on the outside, but they're probably really soft and sweet on the inside. They're probably filled yeah. with water, filled with something that flows. I'm pretty sure they are. I think that's why they have their thorns is because they're filled with water. So animals break them down to try to drink them. I could be wrong, but I think this is actually true. I'm actually not pulling something out of my ass for once. So I'm glad Philandre found a, a happy home at the end of the day. Good for Philandre. Yeah, that's awesome for him. Vinny, I think that brings us back to you. I'm going to throw one out there that might hurt somebody, but at the end of the day, it's true. I think it's true for all of us, but if you call someone a bonehead, a bonehead, if you really think about it, it's pretty true. Like a skull is probably a bone. Yeah. Like most likely I want to, let me just actually look on Harvard's website. Yeah, it is. It is a bone. Okay. Thanks for confirming that. So calling someone a bonehead, it could be an insult if you're calling them in the sense of, are you only thinking with your bones? Cause you're not supposed to think with the bones. Mm. You're supposed to think with the brain. But if you're calling them a bonehead, their head is made of bones. So it's a partial insult, partial fact that you're letting them know that your head is made of bones. I could make such a dirty joke about thinking with a bonehead, but I'm just not going to. Yeah, I mean, it's true. The skull is a bone. It absolutely is. But it's honestly kind of similar to the smooth brain. Because if you're saying that you're boneheaded, that means you don't even have a brain to begin with. So that's even worse than a smooth brain, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to be told that you don't have a brain. Because if you don't have a brain then you're not functioning as a human being. So that's basically what that means is you are not functioning as a human being. That's really difficult. But I, I guess you could be a smooth-brained bonehead in this case, but it probably wouldn't be the best lifestyle. Smooth-brained bonehead. That's too much math for me. I already figured out the first insult I laid down today. I can't figure out this one. I'm not even going to try. Pretty sure that'll equal each other out. We talked about negatives and there's only two there. So yeah. They cancel out. So it's a compliment then? I think it would just be a statement. <laughs> not really anything else. You're just pointing something out. It's not a diss or a compliment. Yeah. It would just be the middle ground. Like I'm saying this because they're words, you know? Okay. Yeah. So it's like when you say like, hey, how's it going? But you don't actually fucking care. It's just something you say to someone, you know, screw how's it going. I'm just going to start calling people a smooth brain bonehead from now on. And they'll just be like, good. How are you? Let's throw it back to you, man. What else are you going to insult people with? All right. So, Vinny, there's a lot of nice people out there. Would you agree? I would say so. There are probably out there and in there, I would say. Yeah. I didn't even think about in there. All right. That changes everything. Hold on. And over there. It could be over there, too. I don't know where the nice people are. They could be anywhere. God damn it. Now the ins... All right. You know what? It's still going to apply. So I think this is okay. So for the nice people out there, they might be the kind of people that, like, you don't want to just go out, outright call somebody a... Uh, 
a slimy grease beaver or an uncultured troglodyte or something like that because they just don't have it in them. So I figured I would come up with an insult for somebody that's nice that isn't outwardly too aggressive. But when you think about it, God, it's devastating. So even the nice people, eventually their blood's going to boil, their pop rocks are going to sizzle and their timbers are going to shiver. So they're just going to have to hit somebody with something. So I think what they should do is say, you're like an unsalted pretzel. Oh, oh. Because pretzels are still good, but it's just like you eat one that's unsalted. And it's just like, ah, now that's just disappointing. That's just not nearly as good as all the other pretzels. So it's like the, this person is then acknowledging like, you're still a human. You still have a purpose. There is still some good inside you, but you are just objectively worse than the rest of people. That's basically what that means. It's like saying you're a human, but you don't deserve the blood inside of you is what that's saying. It's basically like sure. the salt on a pretzel because the yeah. salt is the blood of a pretzel. I think we can agree on this. It's what makes a pretzel pump and run. Sure. Yeah. But without the salt, the, the pretzel is just half of what it could be. And I feel like without without yep. our blood, we're just half of humans. And if you're out there and you are like, yeah, I man, I was like an unsalted pretzel the other day. Really? Then you should really look in the mirror and self-reflect. I feel like take a step back, figure out what's going wrong in your life, because that's the last thing you want to be. I would assume it's probably from Auntie Anne's, but, you know, that's what we're just going to have to go with here. No, no, believe it or not. It's actually it's more like a Snyder's now because what's Auntie Anne's? Those are too good. Yeah, those are those things are even unsalted. I would devour those things. So I'm thinking just a hard pretzel, just a nice Snyder's, just unsalted pretzel. Again, still decent, but it just uh, like, uh, like I could have had salt. Not something I want to interact with, you know, mm -hmm. this one's actually uh, it's a historical one. This one's going back into dates and this one was used for a long time in the farming society. And I wasn't going to lay this down, but let's let people know Oh, if, if anyone comes up to you and calls you an afternoon farmer. <laughs> Don't talk to that person. They're insulting you. They're telling you that you are not good at your job. Oh. You don't wake up early enough to get the crops. You don't tend to the animals. You're just a lazy farmer. I see. No one wants to be an afternoon farmer. No, no. Can't be lazy. You know, they say the early bird gets the worm and they say the early farmer gets the crop. I think that's how that works. Yep. So if you're not an early farmer, you're not getting the crop. And if you're not getting the crop, then you're not doing a good job. Yep. So I see the connection here. Yep. Yeah, an afternoon farmer. Yep. Yep. That's a that's a tough one. Man. It's historically accurate. If you're a farmer out there and you just realize, all right, I've been farming at two o'clock recently, then you got to change your schedule. That's an afternoon farmer. Yeah. And honestly, this actually makes a lot of sense now because I never really understood the point of daylight savings, but I knew it had something to do with the farmers. So I guess what it was, was all the farmers unanimously decided we really want to sleep in. We're just going to change the clocks for fucking everybody forever because that makes a lot of sense. And therefore they weren't an afternoon farmer. They could wake up at 11, which would have been noon, but now it's 11 a.m. and do their farming, and then they're fine. That makes a lot of sense now. I think they're actually putting an end to daylight savings, allegedly. And personally, I hate daylight savings, so I'm actually not going to call people afternoon farmers. Otherwise, it's going to come back. They're going to bring back daylight savings, no doubt about it. Maybe the calendar system will be fixed <laughs> by then. Maybe they'll have that shit straightened out. I Maybe. Uh, Vinny, don't even get me started on my theory that the calendar system is wrong. Check out our theories podcast to find out what the true answer is to how long it takes the earth to revolve around the sun. Brian, who else? If someone says it doesn't take that long to revolve around the sun, what are you going to insult uh, them with? What are you going to If they with? insult my intelligence like that, then Vinny, I would definitely have to hit them with something on a deeper level, something emotional. Okay. Because, you know, 
like going back, for example, to my smooth brain nematode example, that's just going to anger someone. Okay. But like, I'm looking for something here that deep down inside is going to make them question everything about their existence. And to that, I would say your face makes onions cry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The face you're making right wow. now, Vinny, that's, that's what we're looking for that's... on other people. That's, I feel bad even just saying that. Right. Like, you know, I, that wasn't directed at you, right? I just want to clarify. You didn't mean that, right? Okay, I was going to say. Not, not. Okay, jeez. Yeah, no. Sorry, I know. I know that might have come off wrong. You just happen to be. Just that for a You second. just happen to be the person on the other side of this Zoom. Oh, good. That unfortunately took the blow of that. But you say that to someone, that's something they're not even going to be like, hey, or like hit you with something back. They're, they're just going to go silent. They're just going to look down. They're just going to be like, my God, am I that ugly? All the onions that have made me cry, but I didn't realize this whole time they were only making me cry because I was making them cry first. And if people are intelligent, then they hate onions because I hate onions and therefore everyone should hate onions because that's how that works. So if onions, honestly, actually, I guess if someone said that to me, I would take it as a compliment because I would be like, yeah, fuck onions. I hate them anyway. I, I want to make them cry then they'll stay away from me. But to someone who likes onions, that's not what you want to hear. But I'm I'm kind of killing them because I like onions. I'm killing them with my mouth. It's my weapon. I'm devouring them and I'm making sure they don't exist anymore. I guess. So am I doing you a service here too? I mean, like, sure, take the onions off the planet, get them away from me. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it pains me to, to watch you eat them because it's like, I know the, the pain and agony that you must be going through anytime you eat an onion. And that doesn't make me feel good to watch, you know? And you watch every time I eat onions. Actually, the only times I've eaten onions is when Brian's watching and I, he does look upset. So I, I, maybe I should change. Yeah, yeah. Onions. No, I mean, we, we do have an agreement that anytime you're going to eat an onion, if if we're, we don't happen to be in the same location, yeah. you always FaceTime me. I would actually recommend that to anyone else out there. Anytime you're going to eat an onion, FaceTime someone and just see how they react. Yep. This will this will be a big determinant in knowing if you're making the onion cry or if it itself started crying and then made you cry because of something. You know, that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the take home point of that is onions are terrible. Any chefs out there who are listening <laughs> to this, if I ever am elected president, which would be the single worst idea of all time, I would probably my first act in office would be to ban onions. And actually, you know what? That's just going to be the only platform I'm going to run on. That's it. I don't I don't know anything else about about politics. I'm just going to be like there's a very clear issue in society these days. These onions that th this whole onion thing has gone way too far and it needs to stop. And then everyone's going to go crazy. I can see it now. Brian will start the Onion Prohibition Act. Yeah. Nine, uh 2050, I'm guessing that it'll be 2050 by the time you you prohibit onions from being sold. I'm shooting for 2045. But that is ambitious. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think I can pull it off. So we'll see. Hoping for the best. I'm just going to use that logic. I'm going to say, how many times has an onion made you cry? And everyone's going to be like, a lot of times. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, and what'd you do? Chop it with a knife? Yeah, that's great. I understand you. You're killing the onion because it made you cry. But that's not enough. It's not enough. Onions still keep spawning everywhere. Spawning. Onions and fucking fruit flies, man. I don't know why this reminded me of the fruit fly issue. So basically, for people out there, I assume everyone knows what I'm talking about, but it's a war. I'm talking about yeah. the war of fruit fly aggression, which is in my room right now. There's probably been a bunch of fruit flies flying past this screen. There's so many, there's so many fruit flies. There's so many fruit flies. A lot of deaths. I yeah, I've I've managed to take out a few of them, but no matter how many of them I take out, they just keep coming back. And the the original war of fruit fly aggression 
was actually, what was it, Vinny, a, a year ago? I think it was in 2020, yeah. It's definitely not 2020. It was, it was 2021 or 2022. Pretty sure COVID hit the same time as Fruit Flies. Yeah, Fruit Flies actually didn't exist before 2020. Fun fact. But they attacked in 2021, mm -hmm. I would say. But they're back. So anyone out there, if anyone is willing to offer any type of military aid or support or anything, these Fruit Flies are getting to be a little too much for me. So I would greatly appreciate the help. You know, maybe I'll try using these insults on the Fruit Flies and maybe they'll just get sad and leave. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for everyone out there, once again, just practice these lines. I would practice them because if you mess up delivering them, as we have discussed, that is a crime, the impact of which is the same as dealing cocaine. So you probably don't want to deal with that. So give them some practices, not on human beings, unless you're really mad at that human. Not on yourself. Not, not on, on yourself because you don't want to make yourself feel bad. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Don't practice them in the mirror. Normally they say practice public speaking in the mirror. Do not practice it in the mirror. Otherwise, you're going to be crying worse than when you see an onion. So find some fruit flies, guys. Yeah, that too. Get these goddamn fruit flies out of my house, please.